selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to episode 62 of this sweet little crusty podcast we got going. If you guys are listening to your ears, please do me a favor. Please go to YouTube real quick and subscribe to the channel. We're sitting at just over 26,000 subs now. That's pretty good. We've tripled our... No, excuse me. We, <laughs> we tripled. <laughs> We've doubled our size in the last eh, 45-ish days, which I think is pretty good. I think it's pretty good. YouTube channels are generally fairly fairly difficult to get off the ground, and I haven't been promoting it at all with my my larger channel. I haven't really been making YouTube videos over there anyway, but I haven't been promoting it, so it's all... It's all organic, so it's, it's, it's good. It's good that this thing is growing all by itself. I do, I do enjoy it, but please, if you guys are listening through your ears right now on Spotify and or Apple or whatever it is, go to YouTube, type in Speak the Truth, and please go sub to the channel. Mainly, you need to do that because you need to see the, the, the episodes we put up every single Sunday, the TikTok woke videos. Those ones, I think, are hilarious, and everybody loves them. And it, my guys tell me we have some spicy ones that are coming here very... Well, I got to do those today, actually, matter of fact, because they take a few days to actually get approved by YouTube to go live. Anyway, if you guys did not know, Biden is uh, pushing out today that we're going to apparently purchase a half a billion at-home rapid COVID-19 tests and plan to actually distribute them out to America for free, all the way out into America for free. You apparently got to request them through the website, but they'll be sent directly to your house and you'll be, I was about to say, anally swabbling. <laughs> I was about to say, I was really about to say, anally swabbing your nose. <laughs> I don't know why I was about to say that. I don't know why I was about to say anal swab. That's kind of, don't do that. Don't do that with a rapid test. Anyway, they're going to be made available next month and will reach Americans through the mail. This is all in response to the new Omicron, Omicron and Omicron, whatever you want to call it. That new variant, the new one that's coming out every single every month apparently. I mean, we're on like the 12th variant of this son of a gun and uh we're going to be apparently using taxpayer dollars to buy 500 new Test, 500 million, half a billion test. Yes, half a billion. <sighs> They're also going to be doing a new initiatives is a is to, to prepare a thousand military service members to deploy in overburdened hospitals across the country, country in uh, January and February. Okay, that's, that's not a huge deal. We're already paying those service members. I'm going to assume they're probably talking about National Guard. He might, they actually might be talking about real uh, regular army type type 
type personnel. Now think about it. Military service members will include doctors, nurses, medics, and other military medical personnel. And the reason why I say this is because, okay, so state funding is used for National Guard. Anyway, the American people, if they are vaccinated and follow the precautions, we all know, especially masking while traveling, they should feel comfortable celebrating Christmas and the holidays as they plan, which is kind of crazy. Hey, I'm about to post this on Instagram because it's going to get a lot of a lot of people all fired up. <laughs> I, I'm give, I'll actually post it during this, this thing so we can read some of the comments by the end of this because some of the, everybody on Instagram, I say some of everybody, some of the people on Instagram kind of kind of get their panties in a wad when I post stuff and it's mainly just for my own enjoyment. Instagram is the most pointless platform there is. It sells a lot of product and it's basically just a giant magazine. If you think about it, really just a new digital age of a magazine. But for people like myself, I don't really care to sift through it. I wake up, I look at it for like two or three minutes and then I don't look at it the rest of the day. But anyway, by contrast, Biden will warn tens of millions of Americans who have so far declined to get shots that they run a high risk of becoming ill and are hospitalized as highly transmissible Omicron variant spreads rapidly across the country. So with that being said, here we go. You guys ready for this? Y'all ready for this? This is what they actually have on the White House. So I saw some people put this out there and I had to and I had to actually go look it up because I want to know, God, was this thing photoshopped? This is directly from the whitehouse.gov, wh.gov. For the unvaccinated, you are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals. You may soon overwhelm. That is an actual statement. That's real. It's actually on screen right now for everybody that is sitting. I don't know why I'm showing my phone because it's literally on the screen here. But if you guys are watching on YouTube, you guys can actually see the physical. That's, you can go look it up yourself. It is on there. And it's, it's goofy. I mean, son of a gun. This is going to be the caption. Seems a bit harsh. Same thing I just tweeted. I tweeted this out yesterday. Seems a bit harsh, but better than mean tweets for sure. That'll be my caption. There's only three quarters of a million people that'll see that. So I'll go ahead and just swipe past that. All right. How to get people fired up in the morning. By the way, they're not going to do any federal lockdowns. They're very adamant about it. They're not going to recommend it. They're not, it's not even on the cards at this time, apparently, because they're realizing, which is kind of crazy, because everywhere in the world is not, has not realized this. Once it starts spreading, you can't really stop it. Like, let's just be honest about it. Like, shutting down these countries literally is not going to stop this. Once it's in your country, it's just going to spread. Right? Am I wrong? I mean, I guess you can mitigate it from... Maybe not hosting like, I was going to say orgies, but those aren't very big. How about like, uh, I don't know, um, sporting events. Yeah, that's not going to stop. Actually, it has. And I will end this on this note that is also being said by, these are apparently part of Biden's remarks that he's got to speak. So someone has written this for him. He's basically just going to read it on the teleprompter. Because Omicron spreads rapidly, we will see fully vaccinated people get COVID-19, but vaccinated people who get COVID will likely see no symptoms or have mild symptoms. We will also note that if you're unvaccinated, you're at high risk of getting sick. The variant is highly transmissible and the unvaccinated are eight times more likely to be hospitalized and 14 times more likely to die from COVID. All right. I would like to say that I feel good about my current situation. I'm fully vaccinated and I'm ready to mingle and eat some Pringles. All right, let's move on to the next one. I'm excited. I'm not going to say this is like sounding off bells, but I feel like we're just going in the same... I think. Coronavirus and the infinity signal are exactly the same thing. It's just a never ending. It just keeps going. Like we have a good time and then we're like, woo, let's go back. And we're back to where we were square one. And now we're, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. Just keeps going like a fucking circle. Damn. It has got to be 42 degrees in this house. 
Oh my gosh, Cammy turned off. She literally turned off this side of the house. So we, this side of the house has its own AC system, and the other side doesn't. I think most houses here in Texas are kind of set up like that, mainly because, well, it gets so hot in the summer, you got to have separate AC systems for your house. So this side of the house we don't use other than pretty much me sitting back here in this fucking lonely room, just cold as can be, and it has got to be forty degrees back here. Because we don't, we don't have no one's ever back here except for me, and I'm kind of a cheap ass, so I turned it off or had her turn it off, so I'm not spending money heating this side of the house. Oh, if you guys did not know, there was just the first confirmed U.S. death actually related to this new variant. First one. It's been going on for about two weeks now. We've got our first one that came in. It's a, a Texas man who apparently is already he was unvaccinated and has already he's already previously had. COVID, so he's already been infected before before once. Apparently, he was a higher risk because he had severe complications from COVID-19 due to his unvaccinated status, and he also had underlying health conditions. So it's 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 considerably the, looking like the same thing as the last. Uh, the guy was in his 50s, unvaccinated, and had underlying health conditions. So it sounds like two years that we've been living, the same two years, over and over again. Except for this time, I'm going to be honest with you, after doing all the stuff, I've, I've everything I've learned, right? I, I do all this, this quote-unquote research for y'all. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't call it that. I guess it is. I read a lot. I read more than I've ever read in my entire life. Like, that's not a, not a joke. I read a ton. Just so we don't have to sift through all the, and I, I'm going to call, I'm going to use this word kind of strange, this little phrase, is hokey pokey. <laughs> there's a lot of goofy stuff on the internet that literally make, it makes no sense you guys remember our uh, good friends the australians they actually rule out the fact that they're not going to have new covid lockdowns anyway on tuesday the country's most populous state reported the highest new daily case overload apparently during the pandemic australian prime minister has now called an emergency national cabinet meeting to discuss the rising infections he said one key message he'll be telling the state premiers is a return to lockdowns, tight social restrictions, and fines for violating them is not the answer. All right, so they're learning a little bit here. We have to get past the heavy hand of the government, and we, we've got to treat Australians as adults. New Zealand delays their border opening. You guys want to know what else? I got more for you. It's actually Omicron is now responsible for one in three cases in Paris. Last week, the French minister, Jean Cassex, did you hear that? That was some French right there, announced that the new draft law would be submitted to Parliament in early January to transform the current health pass system into a vaccine pass. The change means only vaccinated people would be able to enter restaurants and enter public venues if the policy is approved by French Parliament, which we all know it's going to be. When I was in France, it wasn't that bad. I feel like if I went over there now, maybe they would be kind of a little bit a little bit more timid, but it wasn't that bad. German health authority called for more restrictions. Germany's public health authority has called for immediate introduction of additional coronavirus restriction to curb the spread of the virus in the country. That doesn't make any sense to me. If it is in your country and it's highly transmissible, it's going, it's going to spread. Thailand reintroduces mandatory quarantine for visitors, which is crazy because most of Thailand's economy stems from visitors, people coming to visit starting Wednesday, midnight local time. Even fully vaccinated travelers coming from countries with a low transmission rate will be required to undergo a hotel quarantine for seven to 10 days. So people are not going to be going to Thailand. Who's going to go spend 10 days in a Thailand? Well, maybe some people, I guess how bad they want to go there, but you got to sit in, in, in a hotel 10 days before you can even go out and do anything. COVID-19 cases surge in English Premier League, even though most of the players are double vaccinated. I didn't understand what that meant, so I had to read on. It still didn't make any sense to me. I don't really understand why they're double vaccinated, but it doesn't state anywhere. But just wanted to read. There's some of the the uh, 
the goofy shit I have to read through. Wales has banned spectator sporting events. Why? See, this is kind of this is this is okay. Here you go. Yours ready? Wales is 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 delaying them and will be played without spectators starting Sunday, December twenty sixth. Starting December. So if it this is the confusing part. If they're not if they're not allowing it starting on December twenty sixth. If it was so dangerous and they're so scared of it, why wouldn't they just put it in effect now? Why are they waiting till December? To, you know what? Let's give it five more days. You know what? It's fine. Five more days and it's it will, it will become dangerous then. Right now it's not at all. Like not even one bit. NHL's also po- put a pause to their season because of COVID-19 issues. Um, they have announced that they're going to update plans and now will pause operations league-wide beginning Wednesday and lasting through Christmas. Team facilities reopen December 26th. That's the more probably appropriate approach than what Wales is doing. You know, probably pause things now and then open it up later instead of pausing later and keeping opening now. That's kind of backwards, but you know what? More power to them. I just think it's a bunch of people that have no idea exactly what's going to happen, which there's a lot of us out there. No one really knows other than the fact that if you have been vaccinated, you're pretty good to go. From what I've read, I'm not a doctor, which I guess now I can tell you about why I know this, because I read so many damn articles. Woo! Here we go. You ready? This one's going to be good for everybody out there that really cares. Is Omicron evading the immune system? I got this. I read this. I had to know. You guys ready for this? Y'all ready for this? All right. You guys want to know what it does to your immune system? I'm actually kind of curious. I had to know this. I mean, if I'm going to sit here and talk about it, you know what? I can't end this thing on this little piece and not give you guys some actual information about it. I want to know. I want to know. Isn't that a song? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so when you guys actually see a, a new story about waning immunity or the new variant or whatever evades the immune system, they're actually talking about lab studies of antibodies and blood someone who's actually vaccinated recently sick. All right. So they're, now you have an idea. I wanted to know. How do they know? I want to know. In lab tests, some antibodies in the blood or vaccinated people haven't been binding well, apparently. That's the big issue. But even with this new variant, you're absolutely not back to square one. First, in real life, your body will actually produce new antibodies that will match parts that weren't there before. I think they're actually talking about T-cells. Other important components include T-cells, which both rally the immune system and kill infected cells in your body. They're difficult to test in lab, but are much more durable than circulating antibodies. And then they go on to say this. We're kind of guessing. That's from Dr. Mark Pandori, which is the director of Nevada State Public Health. Lab results only give us a hint. They do not tell us exactly how things function in the real world. So there you go. And I've read a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm not going to read the entire thing because it's really long really drawn out, but pretty much the way it works is in your blood. When you get the virus, apparently if you're vaccinated, it breaks it up. It makes it a little bit more difficult. Apparently you get over it within five and a half days on average compared to being unvaxxed. It's seven and a half days. So you, you don't, you have two, two more days of secure being, I don't know. Anyway, in San Francisco, there were 32 COVID patients hospitalized as December 11th, with 10 of those in intensive care. At the height of the pandemic in January, before the vaccine was widely available, there were 256 patients in the uh, in the hospital, excuse me, with 62 in intensive care. So you're looking at a 10-fold, well, I wouldn't say 10, I'd say 8-fold eight eight difference in COVID patients in the hospital and a 6-fold difference in intensive care. Clearly, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I, I, I've said this a million times, if you guys are new, I have it, I wanted it. Because I had to travel. Like I said, I went to France this year. You're forced to have it. When I was in the military, we were forced to have a ton of vaccines. So it did not scare me. It did not bother me. Shove it in me. I don't care. Well, that's gonna, that, that could really be taken out of context there. Moving on. All right. 
Soaring inflation has actually erased at least half of the average wage gains in, uh, for frontline workers and employed by 13 of the largest and most profitable retail grocery stores and fast food companies in the United States. If you guys don't know, in November, the government reported the consumer price to jump 6.8% from the previous year. That is the fastest pace since June of 1982, 1982 excuse me, when inflation hit 7.1%. Inflation has risen nearly 8%. At the same time, wages have climbed much slower at an average pace of about 3%. What inflation which weakened consumers' buying power, the average pay increases would have been 10%. It's a significant amount. 10% is a lot if you were to take inflation out. Kroger, here's a, here's a very good example. For everybody who has, doesn't understand how inflation works, you're about to get a real-life scenario. This is real. Here we go. Kroger raised its hourly wages from $15 per hour in early of 2020 to $16.25 in October. That's $1.25 in, uh, I don't know, what, 18 months or so? Somewhere around there? 19 months? No, that's longer. Let's say 20 months. Doesn't really, yeah, 20 months. Any difference of $1.25 in nominal, that's an 8% raise. All right, 8%, that's quite a bit. But due to inflation, Kroger employees would need to earn about sixteen oh eight in October in order to have the same purchasing power they did more than a year ago. That means that real price increases for Kroger workers is just 17 cents an hour. That's a 1% raise. Now you understand how inflation kills your pocket. For full-time Kroger employees working 36 hours a week, a $1.25 hour nominal increase equates to a monthly increase of $180, which is significant for an average American when you're talking about a span of a year. A lot of people, that's almost their car payment. That's their car note. You know what I mean? That, that adds up quite a bit. But right now, adjusted for inflation, the real monthly pay increase for this Kroger worker is less than $25. So you go from having a car payment down to your lunch paid for. And there's actually other ones like Amazon and such. They, they had the highest of the year, but it still doesn't make up for the amount of inflation, which in fact has a lot to do with the fact that Biden's economic ratings are actually getting they're worse than Carter. So he's the worst he's ever been since they've ever tracked him. This is actually from CNN. So, you know, it's it's oddly enough, it's going to be a little bit more biased towards Biden, but they can't even be biased towards Biden when his numbers are so bad, like blat- like blatantly, obviously bad. Biden now sports the lowest net economic rating of any president at any point through their first term since at least Jimmy Carter in 1977. Biden polls in with 44% approval rating to 55% disapproval rating among registered voters on economic performance. That makes a negative nine point net approval rating. The average of polls taken in December is quite similar with Biden at negative 13 points on the economy. All right. To put that in perspective, the average president at this point in the last 44 years, so we've, since they've actually been polling this topic, had a net economic approval rating of plus five points. That means that Biden is a 18 points worse than average. 18. 18 points worse than average. Notably, Biden's net rating is worse than his two immediate predecessors, Barack Obama, of course, in December of 2009 and Donald Trump in December 2017. Both Obama and Trump had net approval ratings on the uh, economy of negative four points. So you're looking negative four to legitimately, what was it? Negative uh, 13. Negative 13. Anyway, earlier this month, uh, they found that 41% of listed economic concerns, either everyday bills and groceries, inflation, job security, employment, and the economy, uh, excuse me, the economy overall as top issues for families. Inflation in particular seems to be a big issue for Biden. Just 28% of Americans approved the economy, in particular, inflation has listed as the nation's top problem. Um, Currently, it was the same back in October of 1977. And the same thing has happened back then. They lost literally everything. Like, when I mean everything, the Dems lost everything, like 
it's the same kind of deal that's about to happen, which is why we're seeing a massive retirement happening right now with, with Democratic uh, just across the nation. Uh, Florida Representative Stephanie Mich- uh, Murphy excuse me, announced Monday that she will not seek a fourth term in Congress. That is the latest in a rapid series of retirements within the Democratic ranks that suggests momentum is moving heavily against the party as it seeks to hold its razor-thin majority next to November. I've been saying that they're going to lose 2022. It's going to happen. They know it. That's why a lot of these people aren't even going to try to run for re-election. They'd rather end on a high note, and I would as well if I was them. You know what? End your career. Don't go and lose on your way out. Murphy's decision came less than 24 hours after New Jersey's representative, Albio Sears, actually said that he would be retiring at the end of his uh, term in Congress. And just before that, California Representative Alan Lothenwall said he would, too, be stepping aside. Altogether, there are now 22 retiring Democrats or running for the offices this election style, as opposed to 11 that are actually doing it. So you have twice as many Dems retiring than Republicans, which is kind of crazy because two years ago, just nine Democrats, Democrats, Democrats actually announced their retirement and plans at this point while 24. So it's literally the same thing has happened. We see the shift is happening and it's going to happen. Dems are going to lose in 2022. They're going to, we're going to retake back everything. The shift in motion. I mean, it's pretty much all, which is kind of crazy is they think that, Imagine Biden running against anybody, any other nominee going into 24. It's not going to look good. It's not going to happen. Look what the guy's doing right now. Anyway, but that goes on to state this when When these sorts of members walk away, either from powerful posts or promising careers, it sends a very clear signal to every single member of the party. Things are bad. I don't see them getting any better. And time for head for the hills. And that message, of course, is now snowball effect to the other members wondering about whether they should run against or see their colleagues have concluded now it's time to go and jump ship themselves. This is the point. Apparently, House Democrat leaders have worked desperately to avoid a rush to the exits from within their ranks, and it appears they have failed, which is very, very, very true. Like, extremely true. Headed to the floodgates. If you guys did also do not know, a Kentucky man decided he wanted to go train with ISIS has now been caught, which I, I, I always say the FBI and the CIA do a phenomenal job in everything they do for America. I don't think a lot of people realize how well they actually do, and they stop a lot of stuff. A Kentucky man who actually allegedly attended an ISIS training camp where he received weapons and physical training is being charged in the U.S. with providing material to support the group. His name was Mursad Hariz Adim Ramak. You see that? You see how good I said that? Yeah, I could say them names. 31, a Bowling Green, Kentucky, a U.S. Bosnian dual citizen is also charged with conspiring to provide material to support ISIS and receiving military-type training from designated foreign terrorist organization. Ramak has been incarcerated in Turkey and was deported back to the United States where he arrived in the United States Thursday to actually make his initial court appearance this afternoon. Wow, they were really fast-tracking him. If convicted on the charges, he faces a maximum penalty of 50 years in prison and fine of three-quarters of a million dollars. And a term of supervised release up to life. Wow. On June 3rd, he actually went uh, with two others out of the United States for Istanbul, where they bought two tickets to fly into Ghaznia Tep. Never heard of that place. Anyway, it's a city near Syrian border where they released uh, from the States. They allegedly crossed the border to help fight ISIS. After joining ISIS, they attended an ISIS training camp where he received weapons and physical training, fired an, and he fired an AK-47. Wow, this is, he ruined his life for going over doing this, which she should. On or about June 2014, excuse me, to September 2015, he knowingly received military-type training from on and behalf of the Islamic State of Iraq and Al-Sham, which by far, they're pretty bad terrorist organizations, clearly. The FBI obtained photographs of him in ISIS territory which depict him wearing camouflage clothing, standing in front of a pickup truck outfitted with anti-cruft aircraft guns and ISIS flags. The second photograph depicts him holding a rifle. I would assume he probably posted this on the social media. 
I don't know where else they would have got it, but maybe in his phone. I don't know. Anyway, after allegedly joining ISIS, he discusses presence in Raqqa, Syria, and his use of an anti-aircraft weapon to shoot at planes with two people he, he had traveled with. According to the release, he allegedly discussed jihad, martyrdom, and fighting for ISIS. Good job, FBI. Got to give you guys props every single time to do something awesome, which I don't know when you've ever done anything bad. Russia. I did find an article about China, but I'm going to hold that one for tomorrow because it's uh, really, really, really long and really, really good. And that one's good. And if I would have put it inside of this one, it probably could be its own podcast by itself. When I was reading through, I was like, nope, we're going to hold off. But we're going to close it on this one. We got Russia. Russia state-controlled Gazprom, which actually is their gas line company, slices gas supplies over the weekend to Europe, which sending the prices surges because they're going to be having sub-zero temperatures apparently over the weekend, over this week, I guess, over there in Europe. Shipments through the Yamal pipeline, which runs through Belarus and Poland to Germany, were at the lowest uh, they've ever been, ever, in the weekend. Gas prices climbed 1,700 per, per thousand cubic meter on Sunday. That's a 70% higher than the levels seen in September. So that's that's actually probably not a good thing. They're, they're starting to choke off the rest of, of Europe. Flows were operating at only 4% capacity on Monday. Talk about choking them off. That has to do with a little bit with... Vladimir Putin actually came out, he, he warns now a possible military response over aggressive NATO. Putin said that he would consider a military response if Russia feels threatened by NATO in a sign that he's not ready to de-escalate tensions over a potential invasion of Ukraine. Putin told his top military commanders that the West has to blame for the rising tensions. It came against a backdrop, of course, of Russian build-up of tanks and artillery, as we know, that they put over the, the last couple of weeks on the border of Ukraine. This is directly out of Putin's little mouth here. If our Western counterparts continue to clearly sit with this aggressive line, we will undertake proportionate military technical countermeasures. Wow, that is a mouthful right there. And we'll respond firmly to unfriendly steps. I'd like to stress that we are fully entitled to do that. Russian diplomats have previously suggested Russian response could employ other measures such as moving intermediate range missiles within striking distance of Europe targets. That would be a punishment, Moscow claims, for the United States. What the United States is doing in Ukraine is at our doorstep, and they should understand that we have nowhere further to retreat to. Under their protection, they are arming and urging an extremist from a neighboring country at Russia, at Crimea, for instance, do they think we'll just sit back and watch idly? Russia's defense minister claimed that unnamed American private military company has acquired chemical weapons and was planning to launch a basically just a provocative thing in eastern countries, which is not going to happen. Anyway, doesn't really matter. Just wanted to throw it out there. They're still doing the little tension tension thing right there right over there in Russia. We knew this was going to happen. I mean, let's just be honest. You're not going to stop them. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do. They're really just worried about NATO and, and us getting closer, which Biden's best. I, if I was Biden, I, wouldn't even, I would pay no attention to him. I mean, what, ugh, Russia. There's nothing really. I mean, imagine if they were at our doorstep, which I'm glad we have Canada and Mexico as our, our two neighbors. Canada is scared of their own shadow, and Mexico doesn't have a fighting force where they would take care of their issues they currently have. So, all right. Well, I do love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with me over here on the, the podcast. Make sure to follow on the YouTube channel if you're not already. I will see you guys tomorrow with another episode. I do love you guys. I am out. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.